Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon. That quickly, because uh, some news just happened, and uh, I wanted to share it with you as quickly as possible. Uh, this is John Suntris. Uh, Marvel just had a telepress conference about the Clone Conspiracy 3. And a big reveal happened in this Spider-Man event. I won't spoil it. If you have, you know, want to read it yourself, it is still Wednesday. It's New Comic Book Day. Wait till you buy your Clone Conspiracy thing, then come back and uh, join the conversation because uh, Marvel and the press talked about uh, the outcome of uh, Clone Conspiracy Three, some of the directions that the event is going in, and uh, all everybody was there. It was uh, Nick Lowe, Dan Slott, Devin Lewis. Everybody was there. Uh, good representation of the press, and uh, we had an interesting conversation about uh, where the story is going. So, uh, like I said, I mean, you know, a lot of you uh, I know read. Uh, the news blogs, as well as uh, keep your eyes on uh, what's happening uh, online. So I wanted to give people the chance that already do know uh, uh, an opportunity at, at its earliest uh, freshness to hear uh, what uh, the creative minds are talking about regarding this big reveal in Clone Conspiracy 3. Word Balloon is brought to you by InStock Trades. At InStockTrades.com, there are tremendous deals going on uh, with Dan Slott's name on it. At InStockTrades.com. Things like, uh, well, let's reach back for things like The Mighty Avengers Unspoken. Uh, that was uh, co-written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. The book is 42% off. It's just $11.59. You can get uh, The Mighty Avengers premiere hardcover, Earth's Mightiest, at 42% off, just $11.59. Uh, Spider-Man New Ways to Die. That reaches back in the brand new day years. Dan Slott, Mark Wade. Uh, 42% off, it is just $11.59. Craven's First Hunt from the brand new day uh, period. Craven's Daughter and uh, Spider-Man's newest and most terrifying nemesis, as they said back in the day. Uh, 42% off, just $11.69, or pardon me, $8.69. So uh, tons more waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. You should check out the deals. They are happening now, InStockTrades.com. All right, let's join uh, the press conference. Uh, everyone is at attention, and uh, Dan starts off with a pretty funny observation. Here is the, spy- the Clone Conspiracy press conference, the Spider-Man event. Issue 3 just came out and laid a big bomb. Again, final warning, if you haven't read it, there are tons of spoilers, so please uh, listen with caution. Stop right here and uh, go pick up Clone Conspiracy 3 or, uh, you know, and then come back. But uh, interesting conversation between Dan, the editors, and the press on uh, this episode of Word Balloon. Oh, Newsarama, thanks for the headline. Like, which clone saga character is back? Yeah, no one figured that one out. <laughs> and then following yeah, like the word, headline. Following it with the word redacted that. really pushed it over the edge. I didn't write that headline. When I wrote it, it just said redacted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> all right, so I think I think we'll get started. So, all right, Dan, first question: How could you do this? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I actually I did want to ask you. Um, you know, you you have been writing Amazing Spider-Man for better part of a decade at this point. Um, big big That's reveal. The thing. nicest way anyone will ever say you're old. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean it that way. Um, but you know, everyone on this call got in advance of Clone Conspiracy Three. Um, we're here to talk about the the you know the big twist there at the end. Um, you know, over the course of your very very lengthy run, you have 
What but now it felt like del- it just felt like weeks, didn't it? Like it just whoosh, <laughs> it's it goes it goes quick. Uh, it yeah. did feel like you deliberately left. Ben Riley out of your stories, at, uh, you know, especially in light of today's reveal. So now that we're here, um, I wanted to ask, you know, how long have you been planning this? Um, were there any seeds that you planted along the way as you, as you are often wants to do? Is there any clues that we missed? Um, it, spill it. Uh, no, you have to go back and you have to buy every single Spider-Man trade and, <laughs> and search laboriously. They're all there. They're hidden, just like national treasure. If you take an acrostic of every single first word of every page 15. No, I, it's, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we always knew when we started, even back during the brand new day days, that um, Ben Riley was one of the, the bullets in the gun. He was like, oh, man, people really want to see Ben Riley back. There's a whole generation of fans who grew up where that was their Spider-Man. And he was tied up in something else for a long time, a story that never came about. Um, And out of respect for those creators, we were all, like, keeping hands off of Ben Riley. But every couple of years, we'd poke up our heads going, can we do that? What about now? What about now? How about now? So that's kind of the reason why we we brought Kane back in that in that all new status quo, and he became the Scarlet Spider. That was a way to leave that other story uh, intact. And then we even did things like in Spider Verse, like bringing in a K, uh, bringing a Ben Riley from an alternate universe. Um, but then once we got uh, the blessing, it was like, okay, great, now we can finally do the Jackal story. Um, th- there is a point in Spider Island where I was like, oh, come on, come on, that's not Miles Warren, that's, that's Ben Riley. And people would ask me, like, how, how did he know Spider-Man's secret identity after the mind wipe? How did he know? <laughs> and I would come up with all these alternate, you know, um, uh, Marvel no-prize answers. But in my back pocket, I always had... Because he's Ben Riley, he took over for the Jackal ages ago. <laughs> so uh, I also wanted to, to ask, you know, when we first talked uh, about Clone Conspiracy number one in advance of the first issue, you know, you and Nick had talked about the story getting so big, we broke it out into its own event, and there have been side stories taking place in Amazing Spider-Man that sort of add some context. Um, you know, there was one about Doc Ock, there was one about Kane. Um, a, we haven't said much about it, but Amazing Spider-Man 22 is going to be a Ben Riley focused issue, I understand, right? So can you guys can you guys it's talk about huge. that a little bit? Yeah, yeah Amazing Amazing 22 is uh, it's it's like an issue we've been dying to get to. And I'm like leading it. Yeah, um, this is your people are going to have so many questions after reading Clone Conspiracy three, and. The big ones are going to get answered in Amazing 22. And Nick, do you want to talk about a little bit, I mean, as much as we can, because um, there's two more beyond 22, I believe 23 and 24 are also clone conspiracy issues, right? So Nick, and also we have we have Associate Editor Devin Lewis with us too on the line. Do you guys maybe want to talk about those, if there's anything we can say, who they're focused on? Uh, well, we know from the cover, well, first of all, about 22, 22 is one of the issues that I've been waiting to get to 
for a, ever since Dan filled me in on his plan for Ben Riley and and uh, and Jackal and this story that we've been building intensely since the most recent Amazing Spider-Man one, but even even from before that, because uh, Dan had he share with some with some of the idea for issue twenty two uh, at that point, and so it is one of the most intense issues of any comic. Uh, that, that you can read, and it, it's it's got so many cool, hardcore it's moments. It's messed up. <laughs> it's really messed up. Again, I keep telling people, and I feel like uh, people don't like you know. I, I don't know if they take me seriously or not with this stuff, but like this is the closest that I think to like a a, a, a Craven's Last Hunt story that we've done in a while. Like I I just remember reading Craven's Last Hunt for the first time and thinking like. Whoa! This is so damn heavy for a Spider-Man book. Like, I I can't believe it's going here. And and uh, and, and like, and that's I, I shouldn't be that shocked. Cause, I mean, there there been dark Spider-Man stories even from the very beginning, even from Stan and Steve. But you forget that because you think Spider-Man he's fun, he's bouncy, and this is like as far as our events go because we've had like really cool big events, and they, but usually they're like big pyrotechnic Hollywood summer blockbusters, and this is like a Darren Aronofsky blockbuster. Like this is like, we go to some a horror bend. Yeah. We've got, we go to some dark, dark places in here. I don't think people expect that and understand uh, how intense this one would be or has been. Uh, from, the, and, from the second we, we put the Jackal as the man in the red suit, uh, Ben, and that was Ben Riley. Uh, amazing. 22 is a story we, we wanted to hit. The, this yep. one's been a long time brewing. And, and, it, and the Cool conspiracy number three that we're talking about here, like this has been the thing we've been like fighting back, talk, like trying to keep under our hats. And there have been some astute readers out there who have guessed it. And to them, I I, I don my hat. No, it's not donning it. I tip my hat. I I tip my, my jack my jackal mask at you. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, but like you know, but it's um. It's been something we've been keeping under wraps quite a bit that you've wanted. We wanted to scream from the rooftops and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, but you asked about 23, 24, 23. You would tell by the cover that we solicited is all about Peter and Gwen. All about Peter and Gwen. And 24, uh, again, look at the cover. We've got uh, the green, furry green underoos jackal uh, versus <laughs> Ben Riley jackal. With Spider-Man on a slab, what the heck could that mean? Uh, what, what's what's going on there? <laughs> exactly. So you know there's something intense coming. And, and I'll tell you this: after you read issue 22, Amazing Spider-Man 22, the, the events of 24 will seem all the more inevitable for you as well. Hmm. Without giving too much away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the reveal itself. You know, um, the you talked about putting making the decision to put Ben Riley in the jackal mask. Um, you know, he he's made it pretty clear throughout the book that he's not trying to be a villain. Um, you know, but but the jackal as a character has long been a Spider-Man villain. Um, so now that Peter knows that it's Ben under the mask, does that sort of change his perception of of the jackal of of new you, um, and do you see Ben Riley as a villain of the story? Uh, ben does not see himself as a villain. Yeah, I, I mean that's been the core. <laughs> of, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the core of this story. That like so much of it is what we've been trying to to, to say, and I think that's what has made this such an interesting Spider-Man story to me as a reader and a fan and an editor. Is that like every step of the way? There's been it, it's been weird what he's been doing. Like it's been weird. The whole Electro thing is, is weird. And that got out of his control a little bit. But, but everything with the Rhino, everything with the Kingpin, everything along this way, it's been like this is not the behavior of the of any villain that I know of. Like even in Clone Conspiracy Two, when when you when he waves his hand or and reveals like all these villains. And then they don't attack, and until the, uh, Spider-Man tries to escape, and even at that point, like, what is what is going on? Like, if you're Spider-Man, what do you do with this? Like, you know, how do you even contend with this? And now that he makes this reveal of that he's Ben Riley, and he makes the offer of Uncle Ben at the end of the issue, <sighs> like, like what the like? If you're Spider-Man, how do you deal with this? Like, for all you like, for everything you can see, I mean, you got your spider sense going off. All he's been doing has been helping people and now bringing people back from the dead, which is creepy. But again, put your, what we've been trying to do is put ourselves in the shoes of the characters in these stories. And that's, to me, that's what makes any good superhero story, anything that's worth its salt, at least when you're like, I can relate to that. And when you see like, again, if someone, I've been very lucky in life, knock on wood, like, but if someone offered me and my grandparents back, like my, you know, to my grandpa, grandma, and, and, uh, on one side and just my uh, grandfather on the other side, I would love to have more time with them now that I'm older, like to get to talk to them about their lives. And that's nothing compared to the loss that many people reading this have suffered. Like I'm lucky that it's not more than that. But like for Jameson to be able to bring, to have his wife back, this woman that he loved so dearly and got robbed of time with, like of Rhino and his wife, get out of here. Like, you know, like that's, when you actually think about what he's offering and what he's doing and like, you know, like with Jerry Salteris and his family, like this guy's dying. You have a chance for him not to die. Uh, is that the behavior of a villain? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nick touched on, on, uh, the last page there, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the inevitable question, the, you know, that I can bring uncle, uncle Ben back. And, you know, for so long that's been just, and, an immovable piece of, of Spider-Man lore. Um, and, and I did have to be the world's meanest, horrible, just, Oh my God, what human being, what Spider-Man fan, what, what person would dare? No, dare really, really. (laughs) You'd, you'd have to be insane to do that. Well, you you are no stranger to uh, putting your hand or insanity, yeah, or or putting your hand very close to the fire. Um, but I wanted to hear from you, sort of about about that cliffhanger, as much as you can can say. We'll, you know, we're going to follow up in, in issue four, and we're showing some first uh, Jim Chung inks from issue four today. Um, you know, well, well, once once we do bring back Uncle Ben and Pim Particle him and. Make him like a fifty-foot-tall monster that Spider-Man has to defeat over San Francisco. People will not see that coming. The uh, the unannounced monsters unleashed. Ian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but so but you know, issue. It's going to be man. fantastic. Chris, I wish you would have brought that up earlier because that would have been a hell of a monsters unleashed tie-in. <laughs> Can you imagine that fighting like through the streets of San Francisco, Spider-Man versus giant monster Uncle Ben? 
Ben Sternly. Uh, wait, why are you saying imagine? You've just ruined it. You've ruined my my master scheme. <laughs> so then the the the, uh, the last greatest Spider-Man story ever. <laughs> Dan, there's still time. There's still time. There's only there's two oh, issues left. It, it could be like a Godzilla King Kong thing. Now I must resurrect the burglar and make him 50 stories tall. <laughs> yeah. Only he can stop rampaging Uncle Ben. <laughs> make a burglar. Oh, man, I really want this. Oh, this is really good. Amazing oh. Spider-Man Annual next year. Oh, oh man, I kind of want that. So, uh, you know, as I said, there are two issues left. Um, Clogus Christie and with issue five. I mean, Dan, there is still time. But uh, after after uh, issue five comes out in February, uh, March we'll see Clone Conspiracy Omega, which we're announcing today. It's uh, you know it's an aftermath one shot, sort of uh, setting up some of the status quos in the Spider Verse. I know Dan, you will be contributing to it with uh, Christos Gage and Corey Smith. And then we've got a couple of other sort of tales from around the Spider-Verse. Um, Nick, can you talk about a little bit uh, about the one-shot and what's going to be inside it to, to the Omega. if you can? Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, in Home Conspiracy Omega, uh, there are two stories that Dan is writing and one story that, that Dan is not writing. So there's the, the, <laughs> the, the main story in it is uh, a kind of like uh, – and, and, and Dan is writing with Christos Gage, this this main story, of course. I, I don't want to leave Christos out of it because yeah, he's yeah. doing great as well. Um, is is very Rhino-centric. Now, Rhino has been a big part of this volume of Amazing Spider-Man since issue one. Uh, and he's been a part of this clone conspiracy story. And I can't, I don't want to spoil the events of, of 4 and 5, but there's big stuff that happens and it involves Rhino. And it sets up uh, one of the most brutal... Rhino Spider-Man fights uh, in, in in recent memory, um, and and that is kind of runs alongside of the after effects of the events of Clone Conspiracy Five and and Four, but especially Five, uh, where we we deal with the uh, ramifications of, of of what has happened there. Um, but it's incredible. It's, it's it's like an emotional bomb goes off in yep. in Five and. There's there's going there's a lot of uh, ramifications in Spider-Man's world, and there's no one leaves this story untouched. Um, there's there's a lot going on. There's so much going on, so much powerful material that we we needed the Omega to yep. to, to tell everybody's story and to, and to bring this all home and. To, to show where Spider-Man's world is going, in in the 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 ah, just oh my god! After Clone Conspiracy Five happens, yep. Ugh. And then and then there is a story that that Dan is writing that a mystery artist is drawing that's going to set up Amazing Spider-Man Twenty Five. Now, what's an Amazing Spider-Man Twenty Five? Well, you're just going to have to wait till Monday. You have to wait till long. But we'll be doing. I'll be doing an interview uh, where we're going to be talking about that and talking about this mystery artist and and what it is that Dan and this mystery artist are doing. And then there is a third story. There is a third story written by one of the finest writers in Marvel history, drawn by one of the finest artists. 
in Marvel history that is going to set up a new book that will be spinning out of the Cologne Conspiracy. Uh, that's all I'm going to say at this point. Good. Uh, but uh, you are not going to want to miss it. Uh, and it is 50-foot Uncle Ben. I just I couldn't keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going well, what what it actually is is it it's pretty cool. It's not to be missed. Exactly, fifty foot Uncle Ben. You can't miss it. He's too oh. big to miss. He's too big to miss. You've been wondering. You've been wanting to know like what like like a, a first person Godzilla story. Like what do you do if you're fifty feet tall in this world? Where do you sit? <laughs> Wherever you want. That's <laughs> typical. Yeah. You try sitting on a building. It's not comfortable. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> no, but, I'm kind of I'm, I'm doped up on co- on cold medicine right now, <laughs> so it's a little everything you feel is true. Um, so that said, I mean that's that's all I had to ask for you for you guys. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up to. I mean, can I ask one first? Yeah. Dan, what what really dark thing happened in your childhood that has made you tell stories like this? That's a good question. What what, what happened to you? I don't know. This is every conversation we have with every plot I've turned in with clone conspiracy. Pretty much is. It pretty much yeah. is. I'm like, God, like, do you need a hug, buddy? Like, that's kind yeah. of like just what, that's usually my first foot back from there. Like, you need a hug, man? This is all coming no, from, and I don't, I don't I, like, I, I, there, there was one point where you asked me something, like, where you went, like, do you want to give children nightmares? And I was like, yes, yes, yes I do, Nick Lowe. I want them to read this and have nightmares because that's awesome. If we can affect you so much that you small urchins have nightmares, that's great. Because you know what? When you wake up, you know that Spider-Man will save you. I love that. that like I love that in your head. Like most of our readership is like the cast of Oliver. You know, it's like these urchins, these street urchins. Like they're picking pockets to buy Amazing Spider-Man issues. <laughs> All right, I've done enough damage. Uh, I've done enough damage. Uh, uh, please, I want uh, that cold medicine, Nick Lowe. I want uh, some of that magic juice that you're drinking from. Uh, our journalists. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up to to our our press guys uh, and uh, on the call, and we'll go around. We got time for probably two apiece, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll see what we got from there. But uh, Marvel.com, take us out. Hey, good. Uh, <laughs> we have some questions from fans, one which is a little, I don't know how much you can answer it because it's a little spoilery, but what are the chances of when all the dust has settled, having a Scarlet Spider series in some way, shape, or form? I'm, I mean, like, remember, this guy is the antagonist of our event. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going near any of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert, TBR. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'll start. Uh, sort of an obvious place, but obviously, you know, this is a big deal, and like we said, sort of top of the call, something that you know seemed like one of those you know don't go there type moments, like character we didn't think would ever come back. Um, but at the same time, it seems like there was only enthusiasm, uh, enthusiasm to do this, uh, to bring Ben Riley back. Was there any hesitance at all on Marvel's part, or was this always from the beginning something that uh, Kyle Scott was kind of full steam ahead to do? I mean, I, I was hesitant to do this story as a whole, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, and I'm still questioning that to this day. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> 
But the Ben Riley part of it, I was pretty excited about the whole way. I was like, that is a cool, cool reveal. Um, uh, uh, like it, it just it struck me as like uh, I can get behind that, uh, and it helped give me an opportunity to, ch- to change the jackal's look. So I, I embraced that wholeheartedly too, because um, I'm I, I'm probably the the, the least uh, fan of that the of like the furry green uh, underpants Wolverine look. Um, but uh, I, but, yeah, I, but I, I thought as like as as like limber mm-hmm. like you know like a yoga instructor version of Yoda. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like taller prequel Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I think there was uh, there was some hesitancy in like it, uh, uh, just because it's a big deal. But we knew that Dan's story was big enough and awesome enough to that it was that it would bear out. And at the top of the call, we talked about how there's a whole generation of Spider-Man fans for whom like Ben Riley is their Spider-Man. And I'm one of those people. Like I'm, I'm probably a bigger fan of Ben Riley than I am of Peter Parker. And how dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, I dare. We're out there. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was a real like treat and a privilege to be able to sit in these rooms where Nick and Dan and I, we all batted these ideas around. And I don't know that there was ever any hesitation really, but there was certainly an earnestness to want to do it right and yeah. and to to do Ben justice because there point. are those fans out there who love him. And, you know, Nick mentioned it at the Spider-Man panel earlier this year at New York City Comic-Con that clone kind of became a four-letter word, like a dirty word in comics that we didn't want to say. Uh, and, and Dan took it back, and it was, it was terrific to be able to see that happen. Well, one of the things that was really helpful about that was that, that clone actually does have five letters. So. <laughs> Oh I mean, no! I helpful. can't count. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I've, I've I've been working on Spidey for a while, and at signings and cons and shows, one of the most frequent questions I get, and you see it from all these people from this specific age group, is when's Ben Riley coming back? When's Ben Riley coming back? I, mean, I, I I've lost count of how many times like people just wanted him back. So, you know, my goal was to bring him back in a way that made you you scream and pull your hair out and go, no, I wanted him back, but not like this, not like this. <laughs> so that, that was that was fun. Uh, Jamie, comicbook.com. Jamie? No, Jamie? Um, I, I think we killed him. Uh, Bring in the clone. Yeah. Um, Where's Jack? Uh, Nicole, ICV2. Yeah, so you guys are doing the Omega story to wrap things up. When is that coming out? That'll be out in March. Okay, and are you doing any alternate covers or anything with that or any sort of promotion for the retailers? Yeah, I believe there's uh, a variant or two on the on the Omega Um but I think yeah, I think there's an artist variant and a classic artist variant. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll, uh, we'll have a little bit more information about those with it. the March solicits and the March catalog, which will be out probably by the end of December. Yep. And Omega will come out between Amazing Spider-Man 24 and Amazing Spider-Man 25, as it kind of uh, kind of closes out Clone Conspiracy and and it dips your toe into the pool 
of everything that follows afterwards. Yeah, and as as it's um, as far as your question to retailers, uh, I can speak to that a little bit. Um, being that it's going to be setting up some future stuff for the Spider-Man line, um, we're going to make sure that retailers have accurate information on on what's in the book. Um, and and what to expect as far as ordering it for fans uh, ahead of time. Uh, okay. So, and and that cover it's got a cover by James Heron. Yeah. For those of you who know his work on Rumble and on a bunch of Hellboy stuff and stuff like that, and 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 some Marvel stuff back in the day as well. Uh, you know, good. Uh, gosh, probably like six seven years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, there's, it's awesome. Rhino and Spider Man cover that I think we released to all of you yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a terrific issue, and it's kind of in the same way that Amazing Spider-Man issue 19 was like a classic Spider-Man story. That's the one where uh, J. Jameson died. This one feels very much to me, Omega, like a classic Spider-Man story, and with some random stories of the past, or kind of like the uh, the Juggernaut issue way back in the day. Uh, like you know, this I think this is going to be another one that people point at and be like, "Whoa!" Like this is Spider-Man to a T. Uh, George, Newsarama. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, um, you've made it pretty clear at this point that Ben Riley doesn't see himself as a villain, and you know why would he? He's always been a hero since we've known him. So that begs the question: Is there a villain? Have we actually met the man behind the curtain at this point, or is there someone you know pulling Ben Riley's strings? It's it's not it's not about there being a villain. It's about there being an antagonist. Yeah. No, it, like it was something like that. Uh, so you know, you guys know that before I was in Spider stuff, I came from the X Men stuff and uh, X Men part of the universe. And uh, and our editor in chief now, Axel Alonso, was my boss for a long time over there. And one of the things that he always stressed that we try to do as much as possible it's it's with your antagonist, your protagonist. It's not always about good or evil and that sort of thing. It's you want to make sure they have, they both have clear, concrete goals. And it's the cool thing is when their goals are you know, conflicting or that sort of thing. And I think that's one of the neatest things about this event that, you know, we've, for Spider-Verse, we, we had the inheritors and, 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 you know, like, and, uh, you know, like that was some definitely evil force we could contend with. Whereas this is more of like, Oh man, these are some conflicting goals. Like I, I don't know who I agree with a hundred percent. Yeah. This is, this is from the moment you hit, the end of of Clone Conspiracy Three, you know the villain takes off their mask. You really are looking at a a funhouse mirror of Peter Parker. You're looking at, well, this is me. I'm going up against someone with, you know, who was raised with my principles and my views. Yeah, and they're doing this. What? And it makes you what? think. Of the, I, I, I swear, and I totally get why, and this is something we try to always calibrate to when we were putting out the issues. On Cold Conspiracy 2, when, when you have the double-page spread with all the villains, I, I'm sure people were like, oh, Jackal has gone off the deep end. He's crazy if he thinks Peter's going to believe this. But then when you see Ben Riley, just like I think Pete, who's going through Peter's head at this very moment of the story, is like, oh, maybe he was serious. Can I, like... Oh boy, and that's what fascinates me about the story, and that's kind of what made me greenlight it. Was like, this ain't simple. This isn't cut and dry, and 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 there it's the rare Spider-Man story, and those are usually our favorites that that deal with those times where you're like, yeah, I don't I don't know what I would do in this situation. John, word balloon. 
Hey guys, uh, building on that, I think obviously the the interesting thing is going to be the conversations that still need to be had in the last two issues. Have all of, without spoiling, has everyone that is in Peter's inner circle uh, had the opportunity for those conversations, or are there moments like that yet to come? Uh, oh, you mean about like life and death and uh, and no, that sort of stuff? You mean? No, I mean I mean specifically. Yeah, that's the no. That's obviously the subject. I'm asking about the participants of those subjects. Are there more Spider-Man family people that still haven't been revealed yet that will be? You know, at least even on a surface level. And again, I'm not looking for spoilers. Well, I guess I am, but I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to cover it as you're, in a way not you're to reveal. Gonna have to, you're, John, you're going to have to wait and see how the story plays out. Um, yeah. yeah. The one thing I can promise, the one thing I can promise you, and that's and again, because we talked about, we know it's on the cover. We know it's uh, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 23, and and you get you get some of this in Clone Four, but like Amazing Spider-Man 23. That's kind of what we've been promising from the beginning of the story, which is uh, some Gwen Stacy time. Like, you know, once we made the reveal in Cold Conspiracy 2 that the Gwen that you met in number one and that you possibly saw in Free Comic Book Day was actually Spider-Gwen pretending to be her, there is, like, we've seen the Gwen Stacy out there. And and between her and, like, and I'll also promise, like, we get some Captain Stacy time, who is someone who, who, to me, casts, nearly as big a shadow as Gwen does on Spider-Man's past. Like, you know, like they had such an important relationship for Peter. Um, we get a good, a significant amount of time with them in uh, Clone 4 and then especially in Amazing Spider-Man 23. And there Amazing, are some other... Amazing 20, yeah, Amazing 23 really is a chance to, uh, you know, get get to the heart of, of you know, the, the emotions of this and really allow Peter to have time with with the what's effectively, you know, that we saw in in Clone Conspiracy 1, the the real Gwen. Um, yeah, sure. Ah, you you're going to have to check out Amazing 23. And some of those conversations will also take place in the tie-in issues as well. Like there are so many members of Spider-Man supporting cast who have <clears throat> who have come back not only in Clone Conspiracy and The Amazing Spider-Man, but also in books like Prowler and Silk. Like oh, Maddie Franklin, the third Spider-Woman, she's, she's been making a big mark yeah. in Silk, and she's had conversations with, with J. Jonah Jameson and, and Marla Jameson, and there's, there's a lot of Spidey's orbiting cast. Yeah, and Prowler and, and Madam Webb and Prowler. Yeah, Cassandra Webb is alive again, and she's, she's interacting with Electro and the, the villains in the underworld, and there's a... There, there, there are a lot of familiar faces in those tie-in issues as well that that might be exciting to to Spidey faithful, the the Spidey faithful. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, IGN. So building on that a little more, I think for me the, the most interesting development in the story so far uh, is the idea that Gwen's not only back, but she actually sort of resents Peter for failing to save her back in the day, and it, <clears throat> excuse me. Is that something that you're going to be digging into more in these next couple issues as you get more into yes. the emotions of the story and, and all that? Yeah. Yes. The, that the the right now, I, I think what a lot of people have seen online is you know fans reacting to that that revelation and reviewers reacting to that revelation, and I think uh, people have been bringing a lot of their 
expectations and their personal interpretations to the fold. And we haven't really seen Gwen and Peter have a face-to-face about this. Um, And that will be, we'll see more of that in Amazing 23. The, The cards will go on the table. All right, so uh, I think we can circle back around again, and maybe we got time for to go another round. Um, Marvel.com. So you guys, now you've revealed that the Jackal is Ben Riley, when we thought it was Miles Warren the entire time, which begs the question, where is Miles Warren? And is that a question oh, that you'll the, be address, addressing in we, the we, story? We've seen like 20 Miles Warrens. <laughs> all, of his, well, the, all of his lackeys are Miles <laughs> Warrens. that's kind of fun, and I don't think people have reacted to that yet when they realize it, because right now we've had the Jackal, uh, and it's been this way since Spider Island. Whenever he shows up, he's being waited on hand and foot by, like, 20 miles horns. And now we realize, oh, my God, that was Ben Riley being waited on by all those miles horns. What is going on? So you're going to have to wait and see about that. Uh, Albert, CBR. <clears throat> yeah, it's striking to see in this story how much uh, of your whole run, Dan, that this has encompassed going back to stuff like Spider Island and, you know, just many of the themes you've been working with for years. Um, for you as a writer, do you see this as the culmination of something, the end of something, and, and no. moving on to no. something new? No, it's or? not the end. It's never the <laughs> end. You're not getting rid of me. No, okay, just not, not, not the end of your run, but just in terms of, you know, of, of, of a certain phase or, or something, a culmination of some sort. Uh, uh, well, let's look at it this way. It's, it's all these strands of the tapestry that have been laid out that are now woven together in a new way, and it will build into something even more. <clears throat> um, Jamie, comicbook.com. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I'm here. Sorry about last time. No, it's fine. Uh, Yeah. um, So Ben's sense of style and fashion has certainly seemed to change since the last time we saw him. Is there any chance we'll see him don that old blue hoodie or perhaps put a new spin on his old Scarlet Spider costume to fight or deal with Spider-Man? Hey, man, we just got, we just made that sweet red suit with the jackal mask. Come on. (laughs) Come on, yeah, man. man. I want to see people walking around in that at San Diego and C2E2 and NYCC. Come on. You look so sharp in that suit. It's debonair, man. Hold on. A suit? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Tell that to James Bond. That's a good point. Um, Jamie, I know we missed you on the first round, so if you have another one, um, go for it, or we can come back around. Uh, sure. So we saw... We saw the reveal. We haven't yet gone to really see Peter's reaction. But what's kind of his initial feelings for Ben and so far? Do you look at him as a brother, as kind of this nightmare from his past? What's his initial kind of kind of gut? Well, right now it's it's shock. <laughs> it's it, it it's the exact opposite of someone dying. It is oh my god, they're back. It's and we've already seen him say it, it's 
you know, like you turned into goo. <laughs> you burned away into dust in my arms. I am so confused. Yeah, well, and you got to remember the last time you saw him, you know, pre-goo, he, he was a hero. You know, he was a hero, and he had been being Spider-Man to the world. You know, uh, right around that time, and so it's it's uh, I, there. You know. And then he got to fight alongside him, a different version of him in Spider-Verse a little bit. But, you know, I think he, that the, his fact that he, that he and we mainly think of him as a hero to, to now see that he's been doing all this stuff, it's like they said, the shock of it. Like, what is going on? And like, I have I been missing something here? You know, I've, what am I seeing wrong? What? What's going on? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Nicole, ITV2. You said that uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 24 is going to focus on Ben Riley's story. So is that kind of uh, going to be a standalone? 2022? Yeah, 22. 24. 24 has the Jackal and Ben Riley and stuff. Yep. Okay. But especially, especially, but the, but the real, like, but 22 is focused, is the first focus issue on that. 24, as you'll see from the events of Clone Conspiracy 4 and 5, will have a, 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 won't be telling the backstory of Ben Riley. Like, that's what 22 does. 22 tells you more like the backstory of Ben, how he got here, uh, what he's been doing. And then 24, it's, it's, yeah. it's up to the present day. So uh, okay. go back. I don't know if that answered your question, but if, you, if, you, if it didn't, go for it, Nicole. Well, it just basically I'm wondering whether retailers are going to need to stock up on either one of those issues because it's a seminal part of the storyline that's going to be changing. With, with, with amazing with, – with Clone Conspiracy 3, uh, if you're a retailer and your customers are freaking out right now and asking a million questions, Amazing 22 is the issue that's going to answer those questions. Yeah, Amazing I think it's safe to say that that Amazing Twenty Two. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dan. Is kind of is kind of filling in the blanks of where Ben has been up to this yep. point. Is that accurate? So, so for anyone who's kind of wondering like how we got here at the end of Clone Conspiracy Three, I would I would definitely point retailers and fans to ASM Twenty Two. And it's something that Dan and I were talking about on the phone before this call. You have to remember from the before Dead No More issues of Amazing Spider Man. Through every issue of Clone Conspiracy, every issue of Amazing Spider-Man that's tied into it, they have all sold out. Now that this reveal has been done, like I, please understand how serious we are with this event. Like this, this is not something we're we're not treading water here. We are telling you a seminal Spider-Man story. Like this is not messing around. Like this is the culmination of so much that Dan has been doing. So if like if if anyone is strayed, like this is one they they could and should be coming back. Um, yeah, like, this is if if you're someone who was a diehard fan in the '90s, and this story has went, oh my God, they're going near the the third rail of the clones again, and and I want to jump back in and I want to see what's going on. Um, Amazing Twenty Two is going to be a really important issue for them for that fan of your fan base. For anyone who's been a Ben Riley fan ever, you're going to want to read Amazing 22. 
Um, and like Nick was saying before, like issue 19 sold out back to press, 20 sold out back to press, 21 sold out back to press, clone conspiracy one and two sold out back to press, clone conspiracy one back for a third printing. That these things you want to have them in stock, please. Yeah, especially because like there's more, like we got more up our sleeve. There's a couple moments in ASM 22 that I also think are going to have people talking and as readers and as retailers, like you don't want to wait till the second day of it to get there. Like, you know, it's, it's, these are experiences for anyone who's coming to this, who heard the Ben Riley news through people talking online or after the fact, I'm telling you the experience of reading it and not knowing it was coming and then hitting you like a ton of bricks was better than that. And there are moments that are going to come up that are better to read it firsthand than to read it secondhand. 22 is messed up. <laughs> it's so messed up. Yeah, oh, it is. I, we had so much fun putting this together. So is clone, so clone 4, man. It, oh. It's messed up. And there are, characters that, <laughs> there are characters that we've set up in issues 1 and 2 of Clone Conspiracy that were pretty quiet in 3, and they won't be oh. very much longer. <laughs> uh, George, news are not. Yeah, we're not taking our foot off the gas on this one. <laughs> yep. George? So, yes. So, the kind of inevitable way that this story almost has to end, because in a world where death is meaningless, you know, what's the point of being Spider-Man? So I guess my question is, are you really going to have Peter Parker kill Uncle Ben himself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Only 50 foot. I knew we were going. We were going Only back 50 to that. foot, Uncle Ben. <laughs> like, like I don't think, guys. I'm telling you so much here. Like, there's so many times where I was like, Dan, like, they're out. Like, do you realize where you're pointing the story? And I don't know if he did. And sometimes he did. He'd say he did. I'm like, these are these are the ramifications of it. And you're like, this is serious stuff, and we have to be ready to handle it right. And it was like, well, let's let's try. Let's go for it. Like I'm telling you, the last two issues of this are really troubling. There is a lot of troubling things that have, like, honestly, like, Devin, Devin and I in this office is weird. Like, Dan and sent in a plot, and we talk about it, and we get into, like, pretty heated arguments about them and <clears throat> because it's, like, it's intense, and it makes you talk about, like, some really intense and put you and go to places that are really intense but make you question a lot of things. Like, like Peter does not have an easy ride here, and he won't for the rest of the story. And it's going to mess him up. It's going to mess him up. And we're going to start releasing stuff once we get a little further into clone uh, images of, of issue 25 that deal with some of the ramifications of it and, and images of the next couple arcs of Spider-Man. Because, like, as you know with Dan, he sets things up, and then he pays them off, often like six months to a year or more later. And we're just doing more of that. And I, you, I don't think you guys under like. The, it, this is the tip of the iceberg. This is, ugh, it's just crazy. Uh, John, we're balloon. Guys, it all sounds great in terms of the potential directions that you're going in. But I remember the original press conference for this event, and what was said was, you can read the Clone Conspiracy, and you'll get, you know, you know what you need. Now, and, and forgive me, because you're at mid-story, and I don't yeah. know what's going to be in four Sure, five. sure. But stressing stressing as much as you are that Amazing Spider-Man has these 
big moments. Um, yeah, I, I just wonder if, I mean, are, Dan, are you satisfied with the real estate that you got to tell your story? And more importantly, again, it sounds like you really do need to read at least both, both books. I, I think, and well, I think reading I, I, both, so in response to what you said originally, yeah. What, what do you guys, you know, what do you guys say to that question? I think both, both books, uh, if you're reading both books, you get this really fleshed out, uh, story, um, but the if you think of it as the the action film of clone conspiracy, if you're just reading clones one through five, and uh, and the aftermath, you get a story. Um, and if you're reading the Amazing Spider-Man issues, it's really fleshing out things. You know let where. Let me put. It, let, can I, I, sorry, Dan. I don't want to cut you up, but let me. Like, no, no, you Does everyone here watch Game of Thrones? I would yeah. venture many yeah. or most. Right. I love I love the Game of Thrones television show, right? I love that television show. I think episode in and episode out, they tell incredibly, incredibly compelling stories. That said, the books are way better. I've read the books, and the books go into so much more detail than the, than the show does, but I still find that show incredibly satisfying. And I'm such a big nerd that I've poured over every little piece that Martin has put out with between the hedge night stuff that he did, like, you know, the, the Dunkin' Egg. And then that giant, there's this giant coffee table book called The World of Ice and Fire that's like a history book that's, that's a very dry place but gives you story beats from these books that you don't see anywhere else. But here's the thing. You still watch that show or read those main books, and you still get a heck of a story. But this is, these are for, like, completists who want to, to read, like, the extra bits that aren't necessary to follow that main story. Like I, I still think I, we're trumping up this thing again. This is for, for readers of Dan's whole entire run. You're going to want to read both. You're going to want to read the clone conspiracy and you're going to want to read the amazing issues. And I, and I think it's a great question to ask because it helps to clarify. But if you're just reading clone conspiracy, you're getting a heck of a story. We're just giving you extra material. And, and it's a, and it's a tightrope to walk too. And in some ways, John, in that, like, you know, sometimes you read an event book and the tie-ins are completely ancillary. And you're like, well, why did I fork over the money for those? They're completely ancillary. But then when you, when you make them something that's meaningful that brings material, brings something meaningful back to that main story, and then you don't want to be like, well, I wish you would have put that in the main book. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you walk, like, clone conspiracies, uh, conspiracies are like Game of Thrones TV show. And then the, the books and everything ancillary to that is, is what Amazing is and Prowler and Silk. Like, they're going to flesh it out in ways that you don't need to know, but it will make a better experience. That's, that's, that's for damn sure. I think the most important thing to take from what Nick said is that um, I should be drawing a George R. R. Martin salary. <laughs> we should all take from that. <laughs> hey, you know, we don't know what he makes. <laughs> uh, Jesse, I, and I think this will probably be our final question. No pressure. It almost seems like uh, Clone Conspiracy is a loose sort of sequel to Spider-Verse, just in terms of the multiverse angle. Are we going to see more Spider-Verse elements or connections come into play in these uh, next couple issues? Um, other than it's uh, Spider-Gwen is helping out and Kane are, are running around, um, I think that's as Spider-Verse-y as we're getting. Um, the, the real emphasis here is is playing in this world that... The Jackal, i.e. Ben Riley, uh, a.k.a. 
uh, has has set up and what what's playing out here in this horrible, horrible setup of you can have your loved ones back. You know, you can have all your past mistakes back. It's this terrible emotional monkey's paw. And, of course, since it's uh, the world of Spider-Man, there will be punching and hitting. I think that's a good note to end on, Dan. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just a little, a couple dates for you guys before we, we send off. Uh, oh, I thought you never asked. <laughs> oh, Nick. Nick is in the middle of editing a, a Spider-Man, a Miles Spider-Gwen issue where they're kissing a lot. So Nick's got romance on the brain. Um, uh, a couple dates for you guys. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 22 is going to be out in two weeks. I know we talk about that a lot. Um, Clone Conspiracy 4 will be out in January. And then the Omega issue, which we announced today, will be out in March. Um, and you guys can look for some more information about all of those coming at you very soon. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely be sharing a lot more about the Omega as we get closer. Um, but I, I wanted to thank you guys for taking the time to chat with us. Um, it's an exciting day. Ben Riley's back on the board. Um, and uh, I really look forward to seeing what he does in the next couple issues. But uh, <laughs> Dan, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. And everybody who took the time out of their day to call in and ask questions, thank you guys very much. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. So if you're interested, to clarify my questions uh, that I asked the guys, um, I'm, I want to know. And obviously I don't want them to spoil, but, you know, will Aunt May figure into the discussion at all? Uh, even if she doesn't know what she's talking about in some sort of way. That's who I was in particular wondering about. I'm aware of the, uh, you know, the, the books that are happening alongside the event. Um, you know, I liked the way Spider Island uh, and the co-existing uh, stories all kind of worked because they were adjunct stories. And again, I, you know, I hate, like, prejudging a story until it's finished, but I, I wonder, again, with so many emotional beats happening in um, Amazing Spider-Man, possibly the other books, uh, but really just to stick with Amazing Spider-Man, given, given the emphasis of what the guys were saying in the press conference, I, I don't know if it would have made more sense to to be one big presented story in one volume versus divvying things up the way they are. I get the action movie uh, Game of Thrones analogy. That's, I, I, you know, that's fine. That's valid. That's kind of the, you know, hope for every event and then we have to decide as, as you know, readers, did it work or not? And again, it's midway through. There's two more issues left. And uh, and we'll see, you know, how the things play out in Amazing Spider-Man as well. And compare. And see if, you know, the clone conspiracy does stand on its own as a, as a you know, a fun story. You know what I mean. I hope you do. I know Dan does. And I, and I really want to talk about it with Dan uh, at some point in, in the months ahead on Word Balloon. But anyway, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, it was brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Uh, great deals are happening, and you should be taking advantage of them. Uh, things like, you know, the first trade paperback of uh, Nick Spencer's Captain America Steve Rogers uh, Volume 1 is available at 50% off. It's just $9.99, the start of the Hail Hydra story. Um, there's an absolute infinite crisis from D.C. at 50% off, $49.99. You can get uh, the Poe Dameron trade paperback. We just talked to Charles Soule. His first arc is collected 50% off, $9.99. You can get Doctor Strange from Jason Aaron, Volume 1, 50% off, $9.99. There's a Deadpool by Brian Pussain and Jerry Duggan, Omnibus, 
uh, at uh, 50% off, just $50. So there's some of the big ticket items that are waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. You will guaranteed find some books that you will love at prices you won't believe. Perfect timing for the holidays. InStockTrades.com. Thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. More shows still to come. I told you it's going to be busy in December. I got the time, and we've got the content, and I want to get it to you. So uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And we'll make up for uh, when I make those promises and and usually don't uh, keep them. So uh, thanks for listening. If you didn't catch uh, the previous episode, Vivek Twari and Heath Corson. Vivek talks about the fifth Beatle. Heath Corson uh, is talking about uh, Detective Chimp, a story that he's got in the D.C. Holiday Special coming out in a couple weeks. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So I hope you'll listen to that. Come to wordballoon.com. And uh, make sure you've got up to, you're up to date with all your episodes. And subscribe to Word Balloon. And subscribe to the feed. Thanks again. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2016.